Joining me now, Bill English from BibleandBusiness.com. Welcome back, sir. Hey, thanks. Good to be back. How are you doing? I'm well. I'm well, sir. Thank you so much. And you? I'm I'm actually pretty good. Good. Actually really good, so. Okay, let's um let's just start with um the CARES Act. Uh it's really long. Um people are talking about it. I would say most people don't know what they need to be asking about it and so just aren't doing anything because they have so many questions. So what are the key things maybe that we need to know about this, you know, giant coronavirus bill? Um, And then what are the, you know, what's the short list of things that we need to do related to it? So uh, the CARES Act essentially is divided into two parts, one personal and one business. On the personal side, that's where you're hearing about getting a $1,200 check per adult and $500 check per kid. You don't need to do anything to get that money. It's just going to come to you. If you've already set up direct deposit through the IRS uh, to um, have your tax refunds direct deposited into your account, then they're going to use that that information to direct deposit the $1,200 and the $500 checks directly into your checking account. If for some reason that direct deposit doesn't work or you don't have it uh, uh, set up, then they're going to print physical checks and mail them to you. The government is able to print, uh, from what I understand, about 5 million checks a day. They're actually very good at printing checks. Uh, But 5 million a day, when you have 300 million some people, uh, it's going to take a while for the printed checks to get out. I do know people who have already received their direct deposits, and I think the, the government is doing both right away. So on the personal side, you don't need to do anything. Just sit back and wait for the money to come in. If you're unemployed, go file for unemployment and understand that as soon as your employer is able to be approved and be funded for their payroll protection program loan, then in theory, you will be put back on your employer's payroll and uh, you should be receiving your normal check at, at the normal frequency uh, and you'll still be sitting at home doing nothing. Or maybe your employer will find something for you to do, but uh, you'll basically be doing nothing. So that's that's the personal side. So before I go to the business side, let me just stop, Carmen, and see what thoughts or questions either you or Paul might have. Well, I, I appreciate um, the clarification in terms of, you know, there's nothing that anybody needs to do in terms of, um, getting the twelve hundred dollar uh, and five hundred dollar per child, um, I don't know what we're calling this credit gift gift of the government. Um, yes, so that, that, gift, yeah. that that's helpful to know. Um, and then I'm I'm ready to move to the to the business side of the of the conversation. Unless Paul's got something, Paul, you got a question? No, actually, I don't. I've been following him pretty closely, so we're, we're good. Because he has great stuff posted at BibleandBusiness.com. All right, exactly. Go, Bill. Yeah. Go. So on the business side, uh, first of all, if you already have an SBA loan, I'm going to throw some terms out here and I'll define them very quickly for you. Uh, there are 7A loans, which are basically general working capital loans that, that business owners use for uh, just pay all kinds of expenses, rent, product development, whatever it may be. If you have a 7A loan or if you have a 504 loan, a 504 is used uh, to purchase uh, plant and equipment and real estate. 
So if you have a 7A, a 504, what they call a micro loan, uh, the government is going to make your SBA payments, both principal and interest, for the next six months, and you don't have to pay that back. It's not a deferment, and it isn't counted as income on your uh, income statement. The government simply is going to go in and make those payments for you for six months. So if you already have an SBA 7A or 504 loan, you don't need to do anything. Government's going to make those principal and interest payments for six months. Uh, then the second part of this is the one that's getting all the attention, which is that PPP, the Payroll Protection Program. What the government basically has said is that they are providing 10 weeks of payroll plus rent plus utilities to businesses that have been shut down by the coronavirus really shut down by the governors uh, because they, you know, we can't congregate at their places of business, so they're effectively shut down. And the intent of the of Congress is to say, if you're one of those businesses that is shut down because of the virus, we're going to give you enough money to meet the pay, meet your normal payroll, pay your rent, pay the or pay the interest on your mortgage, and to pay your utilities for ten weeks. Now, how did they come up with 10 weeks? They came up with 10 weeks by saying that that's how long they thought the virus shutdown was going to last at the time that they were putting the bill together, which, by the way, was early to mid-March. President Trump signed this bill on March 30th. So you have a March view in terms of timeline of what the bill actually is going to cover. They say 10 weeks. That's why you go back, you look at your payroll for 2019, you, you get your monthly average of payroll uh, plus your monthly average of rent and utilities, uh, then you take one month of that, multiply it by 2.5, which that's where you get your 10 weeks. And that's the amount of loan that you can apply for in the payroll protection program. If the employer uses that money for those intended purposes, the government will forgive the loan. Straight up. So this is straight up free money for businesses so that they don't go out of business and we don't end up displacing tens of millions of workers and business owners through no fault of their own. So I'll stop there and see what kind of questions or thoughts, and I know we're probably up against a break already anyways, uh, but I'll, I'll stop at this point and see, see what your thoughts are. Well, let's do that. Let's take a break and then I'll formulate a thought. How's that sound? Sounds good. <laughs> we'll be right back. I'm continuing my conversation with Bill English from BibleandBusiness.com. We are talking about the CARES Act. We have talked about uh, the personal side of it. We have begun talking about the business side of it, in particular the payroll protection program and the 10 weeks of payroll provided through that. Um, the idea here is to give loans and um, and then you know forgiveness, basically, for this COVID-19 business interruption that businesses are experiencing. We are talking about small businesses, I think. There's also an incentive in here to rehire workers, which would move them then off of unemployment rolls, which have just exploded. Um, and then there's also delayed tax filings related to this as well. Bill, anything um, anything that we want to continue talking about there, or maybe we want to pivot to 
a timeline conversation and a conversation about how this impacts nonprofits. Yeah, let's uh, let's yeah let's let me dovetail the nonprofit part. This this uh, program also covers nonprofits as well as individual sole proprietors, self-employed, and independent contractors, which SBA has never dealt with before. Okay. And so uh, this program is much more comprehensive in that way. Uh, in addition, I just want you guys, uh, all, everybody who's eligible here to understand on the business side that you can also apply for an EIDL, an Economic Injury Disaster Loan, out at sba.gov forward slash disaster. You can apply for a, a disaster loan, which is different from and separate from the payroll protection program. The two are not related. The, the disaster loan uh, is up to $2 million and is not forgivable, and you will have to pay it back, uh, but it might also provide you some working capital. And that's where that $10,000 advance into businesses is coming from. It's coming from the EIDL, not the payroll protection program. Now, back to the payroll protection okay, can program. I, can yeah, I interrupt yeah, you ahead. for just a second? We have a listener question. Yeah. I yeah. think the answer is yes, but I want to hear you say it. Okay, is the payroll yeah. protection loan program the same for businesses that stay open as well as those that have temporarily closed? Yes. All right. So, Sheila, yes, 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 yes. Okay. Yes. Bill. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't matter whether you're open or closed. Uh, it, it's the same program. Good. And so if, if you're open, go ahead and apply for it. Now, here's, here's on, on the timing front, just understand what we're up against here as a nation. In a normal year, the Small Business Administration will do about $30 billion of loans, give or take. Okay, you know. Here, we're asking them to do $350 billion, 10 times, almost 12 times the amount of loans that they would do in a year. We're asking them to do it in a month. Their systems are not set up for this. The bankers that I'm talking to are saying that their portal is regularly crashing. And it's, it's just becoming more and more difficult for these preferred SBA lenders to enter the information into the SBA portal because there's so many loans trying to be processed at the same time. That's going to elongate the amount of time that it takes for businesses to get their money so that they can make payroll to their employees. And I, I just think everybody needs to understand that this is not going to happen in a matter of days. It's probably going to happen in a matter of weeks. All right. Um, Bill, we do have a question um, from a listener. You know, this. what about the ruinous debt that this puts us in? We were you already know, in um, ruinous debt. I mean, I... Yeah, honestly, we're at $23.9 I checked this morning. You can go out to debt to the penny and look at the debt every day. We're at $23.9 trillion. This, I suspect this is going to add, by the time all of these stimulus bills are done, somewhere around $5 trillion to our debt. And I'm not trying to be cavalier with this, but what's, what's $5 trillion among friends, right? You know, I mean, we're going to go from 23 or $24 trillion to probably $28, $29 trillion. At some point, another few trillion just doesn't matter. Well, and the alternative is to just simply allow the U.S. economy to, com to completely collapse and us move into um, a future that is not filled with hope. I mean, I, at some point, yeah. I mean, you have to deal. I recognize that it's ruinous debt. And so I don't want to suggest that I'm failing to recognize that. I'm also recognizing 
that we have a current situation that we have to deal with. And then, yes, we will have to deal with the future that it creates. I mean, every idea has a consequence. Part of the reason that we had such a tepid exit of the 2008-2009 recession was because people left the market and they never came back. Workers left the workforce and they never came back. And it took 10 years for us to bring all of those workers that we lost in that recession back to the workforce. What the Treasury and the Federal Reserve and the Congress are trying to do this time is not repeat the mistakes of the last time. They're trying to keep everybody employed because in the long run, it's better for our economy, it's better for our populace, it's better for us as a nation if people are working rather than sitting on the sidelines. You know, work is a gift from God. Work gives us dignity. It gives us purpose. It gives us hope. And they're trying to keep everybody employed because they don't want to see happen this time what happened from the last recession. All right. Is, is, there, um, is there help for people who just simply find the forms too complicated? Uh, yes, they can contact their local banker and have the banker help them. Uh, now, be prepared. If you don't have a good relationship with your banker, you're going to be put at the bottom of the list because these bankers are swamped just trying to service their current customer list. Uh, but they can help you. And I believe that if you just go out and look at the um, follow the very good instructions that are at the end of each of the applications, for the most part, you should be able to get through them pretty well. It's only a two page application to get through the payroll protection loan. Uh, I have not seen the loan application yet for the mid-sized businesses, those with 500 to 2,000 employees. Uh, we have not seen guidance or the loan application on those yet, and those should be coming any day. But And those will be a lot more complicated. But the smaller ones, it, it's only a two-page application. And by the way, um, U.S. Bank has a really slick online portal for this. So if you don't have a bank that you're working with, you may want to try U.S. Bank. Bill, as always, thank you so very much. You guys can find Bill English at BibleAndBusiness.com. He's got uh, Zoom meetings going on, meeting with um, owners. You can check that out at BibleAndBusiness.com as well. Um, Bill, thank you as always so much. Hey, thank you. Have a good day. You too. We'll be right back. <laughs> 